Well, Ulysses, it's one of our favorite episodes to do every week. Mailbag episode. Yes. And we're going to get a little bit funky with it because we're going to use our little handy YouTube imagery to help us out with it. So let's get started right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays as well as all the other podcasting platforms. You can also find and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LockdownRays and email us anytime, LockdownRays at gmail.com. Speaking of email, and before we get into a couple of mailbag questions and comments that we have, uh, there is some roster maneuvering going on with the Rays roster as of this recording, uh, Yandy Diaz dealing with a family matter. So, but Al Bruhan gets the call up, uh, the Rays. I think Ulysses, you're very happy that, uh, they've DFA'd Zach birdie and selected Ben Heller. And then, uh, they also sent, uh, who was it? Latell to the IL. Did I catch just about everything over the course of this afternoon? Yeah, basically cranky shoulder for, uh, Littell. Uh, birdie gets the ax and I want to focus on this first because it is very, uh, rare to see Kevin cash actually give you an answer about, a about a player's performance when they're, when they didn't go well, mm-hmm. uh, for him to actually tell you, yeah, it didn't go well. It's very rare. The dude is like, you know, never does it. It's like asking Neil Solons to say something negative about the team. Like, you're not going to get it. Um, but if you've paid attention to the post-game conference with Kevin Cash after the whooping of 20-1, to 1, when asked about Birdie, Kevin Cash was as honest and transparent as you could be about saying, yeah, that was a horrible outing. Like, that was, that was, not, that was not good. So if you didn't listen or watch the post-game interview, TLDR, Birdie was trash and had to get the axe. I I have not, I couldn't remember the last time Kevin Cash was so honest about a player's negative performance on the field. Well, when you lose 20 to one, I would feel like the honesty probably starts to show a little bit. I would hope so. Uh, True serum starts to reveal its colors. If it doesn't at 20 to one, Kevin, when does it? So no, it was so honestly as a fan, I'm like, okay, that's thank you. Thank you for being honest. Thank you for speaking like, you know, like we are feeling right now. So unfortunately for Zach, that, that sucks. Hopefully he, he gets to uh, be picked up uh, by somebody who, who might need his services. If that's the rates that, if that's the race, then let it be the race. Um, let's tell cranky shoulder. You mentioned Yandi family matter. Hope everything's okay. Hope everything is okay with him and Vidal Bruhan getting right. the, the call up, which is, uh, which is very cool. Uh, but Ben Hellerman, we talk about the bullpen. We we talk about is it a worry? Is it a concern? Is it nothing to to think about? Well, Ben Heller is another bullpen piece. 
And I'm loving this turnstile operation that the race have got going on here, man. In other words, if a guy can't spit it, he gets the X and they check in on somebody else. Like Amazon drivers. If you show up later, you miss a delivery, you're fired. We move on to the next guy. Basically. I look... Tell me, honestly, right now, in your opinion, who are locks in that bullpen that have a, that have job security? Right now, on May 24th at 8 p.m., as the Rays are beating the Blue Jays 5-1 to in the bottom of the fifth inning, Kevin. Or not actually, top of the sixth. So, who are the locks in the bullpen for you right now that have job security? Jason Adam and Pete Fairbanks. Nobody else, right? Not off the top of my head, quite frankly. I could argue Beaks and Pochet if if you twist sure. my arm. I could, yeah. I, could, I could go with those two. Uh, it's interesting. Ben Heller, uh, I'm rooting for this guy because I love the stories of guys like him coming out of nowhere, 22nd rounder. And he actually, um, in his stint with the Yankees from 2016 to 2020, was really respectable and solid. I just think some some injury issues piled up, and he's making his or would make his first uh, major league appearance since 2020. So a feel-good story. Hopefully things work out for him. Uh, I would think at some point uh, the Rays might want to go and give Yanni Torino some sort of shot or opportunity. That might be a conversation for a later date, but rooting for Ben Heller just because of what he's had to uh, overcome and go through to make it back to the majors. As for Vidal Brujan, that is interesting because anytime Vidal Brujan, first off, if you look at his numbers in triple a this year, they're underwhelming. Um, and that could be for myriad reasons, but it just makes me think that it's got to be really tough for a guy to have that taste, have that little bit of action in the majors and then get sent down and then get called up and then get sent down. It's like one day you're eating at Burns, the next day you're eating at Ruby Tuesday. And it, it's just got to mess with the mind a little bit. And I would think that um, if bullpen issues continue to harp this franchise this season, I would not be surprised if Bruhan gets the, I don't know, Jesus Sanchez treatment where he and some other players packaged up for uh, a grade a grade B reliever, whatever it may be. He's not. Um, yeah. He, he doesn't have job security either. Uh, I, th I think he and Jonathan Aranda could be packaged into somebody like a Nick Anderson was in 2019, yeah. like his who Sanchez did. Um, I, I love that you bring that because there's been a lot of talk about, oh, well, you know, you can, if you really want an A type bullpen guy, you need to go with Manzardo, Mead, and, and, and Bradley. Like, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, that's like if you want Hendricks yeah. or somebody like that. But is there not a Nick Anderson out there? Of course there is. And the Rays can find that guy. And usually you can get him for a Jesus Sanchez type, which in 2023 yeah. could be a Jonathan Aranda plus a Vidal Brujan. Now, of course, people are going are always going to be saying, well, Jonathan Aranda could be the next bat that could explode, and which is true. And Vidal Brujan, which, with his so many position versatility and, and his speed, he could really be an impact player with the Rays. Yeah, of course so. But what is the need right now? And I think the need yeah. is very obvious that it's the bullpen and nothing else right now. So uh, come the trade deadline, post-trade deadline, do you think Vidal Brujan is in a raise uniform or on the 40-man roster? 
It depends on what is happening around there with injuries. Is everybody else healthy? Is mm-hmm. Yandy still uh, out? Um, that 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 would that would give me a little bit of hesitancy before answering that for sure. Yeah, he's already 25 years old. It's crazy. It's like I feel like we've been talking about Vidal Bruhan as, hey, he's gonna be a stud. He's gonna make an impact since like 2019, 2020, yeah. and it's just he's never quite gotten over the hump for one reason or another but hey what i'm looking for him depending on how long he stays up in the big leagues button run and play a bunch of different positions just i bunt every time if you have to i don't care i mean what whatever whatever helps the team right whatever makes you feel good about your contributions you know and what makes me feel good about the contributions to uh humankind is when i look when when i'm wearing my bird dogs man yes My, my goodness they make myself just look better, feel great while wearing them. Okay, the fit is just incredible. The comfort, the stretchy fabric. I mean, not only do they make my legs great, but they make my 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 whole afternoon just feel much more comfier. And number three, the versatility. Okay, I went to Top Golf the other day. Guess what? I never done that in my life. And guess what? I had a terrific time. And I know that it was also because of the bird dogs, Kevin. So. Mm. Today, you have to go get yourself some bird dogs, and you can do that by going to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. And when you enter promo code locked on MLB, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. You heard me right. So, again, go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB, get something that will make you feel good. Okay, and don't forget. To enter that promo code locked on MLB, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB today. All right, let's get right into these mailbag questions. This first one from Richard, a longtime listener and first time question asker. He actually calculated the Rays' basic bullpen metrics since that blow up against the Chicago White Sox and uh, the numbers are ugly. And if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you can see those uh, compiled right there. Yeah, very good. Um, He says, for the record, I counted openers as starters and bulk guys as relievers. I believe the starter ERA is a little under three during this same time frame, but they have only pitched roughly 53% of innings in this time frame. With all this being said, do you think that the Rays – should tweak their pitching coaching to focus more so on the longevity of the starters over the past few years. It seems the injuries burnout turnover of the pitching staff is only getting worse. I know it is the raise way to get reclamation projects and fix injury prone pitchers. Plus we've always had that next man up mentality, but at some point we're going to run out of arms as of right now we have a playoff caliber rotation on the il uh glass now who will be coming back uh springs rasmussen and boz and i would hate to see our season be derailed by our unstable stable well thank you richard for um the detailed email and being a longtime listener first time question asker please don't let it be the last time um but that's so cool that we still get longtime listeners that are approaching us for the first time with a mailbag question that's that's really cool also richard awesome work on this email i mean tremendous tremendous work here uh obviously because of how we record uh stuff the numbers that we have on the screen right now yeah 
they're not up to date. Uh, I believe he sent this last Thursday, so they're about five, six games after. For example, uh, Chase Anderson is no longer a thing. Um, we know that Littell is just going to hit the IL, and he most definitely has had more trouble than shown on the screen, but the point still remains. The numbers are not great. The numbers are not pretty. And when you go to um, how the bullpen is doing um, league-wide, it's 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 not pretty. I, I have the numbers right here if, um, for the Rays bullpen. They are 24th in ERA, 17th in WHIP, 12th in walks per nine, 30th in Ks per nine, 19 in hits per nine, 19th in home runs per nine. I mean, at best, those are mediocre numbers. At best. So (laughs) if best case scenario is you having an average mediocre bullpen, that's not going to cut it. I don't care. That's not going to cut it. You can tell me, but Sean Armstrong, but Colby White, but Andrew Kittrich. And you know what I hear, Kevin? I hear question mark health, question mark rookie, question mark health. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't hear anything else, but that, that those those three guys are not locks. And if anybody's telling you that they're locks, they're lying to you. They are yeah. lying to you. Um, so... Yeah, I think that this is a, 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 the biggest slash only issue that I see right now with, with this team. This team is tremendous. I mean, the hitting is fantastic. The starters are great. It's the bullpen that really should be getting the spotlight. But then again, like I said in the first segment, I'm loving what I'm seeing from the front office. Make it a turnstile. Again, job security. You say two guys, Adam and Fairbanks. I agree with those two. I think I can push for Poche and Beeks as also guys that have job security. Mm-hmm. If I want to like be a little bit of a more of a reach, which means you've got three spots right there that you can just, okay, who's going to step up? Who's going to yeah. step up? Um, Thompson, you're on the IL right now, right? So who, if somebody starts pitching better than he does, does he have job security now? Um, if Sean Armstrong can take a, a job, if Ben Heller comes in, Look, Ben Heller has 23 innings pitched in 2023 in the in AAA, and he's got 29 strikeouts. I just said that the Rays are the worst bullpen in case per nine. Yeah. If Ben Heller starts striking out people more than other bullpen arms for the race, yeah, he might take somebody else's job, and that's a good thing. And I know that uh, not saying this is locked on Ben Heller or anything, and it's been several years since he pitched in the majors last, but at least he has that experience and know what it's like, let alone pitching for the Yankees and all that entails compared to, you know, throwing Kevin Kelly right into the fire where this time last year he was pitching in double A. There's mm-hmm. something that has to be said to that. Now getting to the crux of Richard's question or point about, uh, the coaching staff extending the starters. Um, I don't know. I don't think that's a, a coaching staff question. That's more of a, a trainer and front office question. And this has been a theme for years now. The third time through the order, there's not many Shane McClanahan's out there. So third time through the order uh, affects a lot of starting pitchers negatively. And I think that 
issues are going to pop up, like Neil Solon's uh, very smartly pointed out uh, on recent radio calls and broadcasts that um, these shortened pick, uh, pitch clocks are going to do damage in terms of recovery time of pitchers and maybe expedite or um, inflate uh, injuries to these types of pitchers. That could be something to look at. Now, my quick fix would be for um, the Rays to go out and find or develop or foster Colin McHugh types. Maybe in the offseason, go out and not saying you have to go overboard, but give a, a one-year, two-year deal, one-year plus a team option, club option, whatever it may be, um, five, eight, 10, $12 million, and, and maybe get some guys that can give you more than an inning, inning and two-thirds, two innings, and kind of infill the roster with you have your starters, maybe a bulk guy that can bridge the gap to the late seventh or eighth inning and then go from there. So that would be my my first idea or initial idea. And, and maybe that's something that they can do or work with of Yanni Torinos. If they don't, don't really truly see him as a starter, maybe mold him into that. Same with Luis Patino. Luis Patino, I don't know if he's ever going to be starter material. Um, so maybe that's an option as well. Took the words right out of my mouth. I'm like, you don't even have to spend five, eight, ten, or twelve million there for 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 that, buddy. You can just get Yanni and Luis in a room and say, "Hey, this yeah. is how we're going to make you successful." Now, look, we don't see you guys as starters anymore. We can see you as really successful two to three inning guys. I, I would still give Yanni a more of a of an extended look at, at, as a starter because I think he has proven that he can be a good, you know, fifth solid starter for you. Um, Luis, I, I, I do want him to get the Alex Colome treatment. I've been saying this since last year, um, in his player review, I think that's, that's the most successful way, you know, use that slider, use that hard fastball for a whole inning and, and just let him just rip it. Um, I, I think that that would be a good use for, of his talents, but no, I, I think, you know, there's so many arms in the Rays organization that could possibly fill that. Two inning, like the Jalen Beeks. Jalen Beeks yeah. came. Let's not forget, Jalen Beeks came in as a starter, and it didn't work. And then they were like, "Okay, can you be a bulk guy?" And then that didn't work. And they're like, "Hey, can you just get a six outs?" And he can. He can get yeah. you six to seven outs, um, and and that's where he's most successful. So maybe that that's a way that they can look at it. But Richard, I don't. I I have to agree with Kevin. I don't think it's going to be like, a, "Hey, now we need you guys to have more um, to to get more outs from the starters." I just think that's just going to be a natural development. Shane McClanahan yeah. is getting seven innings uh, as we're recording because this. he has the talent to get through seven innings. I mean, again, <laughs> yeah. there's not there's Shane McClanahan's and Tyler Glasnow's aren't growing on trees. Well, and yeah. I don't even think Taj Bradley will ever be that six seven inning. Well, I, I mean, I, I could be wrong, but I also don't want to. I also don't want to be like, wow, seven innings. Like it doesn't happen that often. Like Framber Valdez is is is, show, is throwing shutouts. Sandy Alcantara is, show, is is throwing eight and nine innings. Like it's not uncommon anymore to to. I mean. It's less common than when we grew up, that's right. for sure. But there are still guys going seven, eight deep, um, you know, regularly. So I think that's going to happen with Shane McClanahan. Uh, as we're recording, he just finished his seventh inning against the Toronto Blue Jays, only allowing one run. That's awesome. Uh, Zach Eflin has shown that he can give you seven innings this this year. That's fantastic. And now we got uh, Baby Giraffe coming in, who can give you hopefully six at the start and then hopefully get stre stretched out to seven. Yeah, so and the Rays have 
done so well with the bullpenning strategy. It's like, if it's not broke, if it's worked for us year in and year out, why change it? And now they're, they're kind of experiencing that, that first hiccup and that first um, hill that they have to climb and, and work through and get through. So it'll be interesting to see how they adjust and bob and weave through that. Um, and who knows, maybe we, we could be wrong and maybe the Rays are banking on, Oh, just look at, Look at the reports, the the proprietary reports that we have on Colby White and Andrew Kittredge and Sean Armstrong. They're going to be our saviors. That could happen. That could happen. Wouldn't necessarily bet on that. I think they'll they're going to need more uh, or um, you know greater options. But um, maybe that that is their plan to see what they can do and go from there. Again, could it happen? Yeah, Colby White. Andrew Kittrich and, and Sean Armstrong could be the saviors for those bullpen. Of course it could. But would, what's the confidence level that that's going to happen? How many green skittles would you put that those three guys are just going to be yeah. locked down? That's that's the, the question. And the answer for me, at least personally, is I wouldn't put that many green skittles on, on that being the case. Well, speaking of green skittles, uh, brings up a good point. Rocket Money. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place so you can have more of those green Skittles in your pocket or wallet. Uh, over 80% of people have subscriptions that they forgot about, and chances are you're one of them. Uh, like that Stars app just to watch one single show or that free gaming trial you never actually used, Rocket Money will quickly and easily find your subscriptions for you. And for any that you don't want to pay for anymore, just hit cancel and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. It is that easy. Rocket Money also helps you manage all your finances in one place and automatically categorize your expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time and also get alerted if anything looks off. So stop throwing those green Skittles away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. One more time so you don't forget rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. Okay, this next question from Wilson uh, revolves around uh, Taj Bradley. Um, did or were the Rays messing with Taj Bradley's service time before making his call up recently? Ooh, um, I think it's a factor. I think yeah. it's a factor. Um, when you have a guy that that's that is that talented um, by just giving him a month away in AAA, you might just giving your be, be giving yourself a whole other year of of control uh, slash less expensive year um, of his services. So, yeah, I think it's a factor. I don't think it's like the 100% reason why he was put in AAA. Um, like it, they said, you know, it's it's a different thing for a pitcher to be on on going every five days. Yeah. You know, it, that, that just takes a routine, and he had really never been on that routine. So they gave him like about a month, right? I, I believe like about a month of of – of uh worth of starts going in that rhythm uh also i think they wanted him to work on some things and if we see the bigger picture 
Kevin, can you name the the five starters that everybody was just raving about the Rays rotation before any pitch or any injury had happened? Can you name those five guys for me? Oof, well, I mean, so many are hurt right now. It's hard to keep track. Uh, Glass now, McClanahan, in no particular order. Springs, Rasmussen, and Eflin. Okay. Now, if you were to say number six and number seven, who would number six and number seven be? Oh, maybe Yanni Torinos and Luis Patino. Yanni Torinos, Taj Bradley. Do we forget the lefty with the beard and the soft stuff? Oh, Josh Fleming. Okay, so we. Oh, have... I was never considering Josh Fleming as a starting pitcher. <laughs> well, the point is, so you got Yanni Torinos who has made starts. Josh Fleming who has made starts. So that's six and seven. We threw in Patino because he had the the background of being a starter with the race uh, as eight. Bradley was a, a, essentially number nine in right. the depth chart. So we also have to remember that uh, when he wouldn't be throwing this many innings if those injuries hadn't happened. Uh, mm-hmm. So I know everybody's excited to see Bradley because, you know, he did so well in his first three starts, even in the fourth start. Like, I think, you know, he kept the team in the game. You, I mean, yeah. Four innings, 80 pitches, four run runs. Not the best case scenario, but I mean, with the offense that you have in 2023, that's not a loss game. That's not a loss cost, yeah. even though it was managed like one. Um, I, I think the expectations for Tash Bradley just have to be a little bit. Let's simmer down. Let's simmer yeah. down. He's literally 22 years old. Like, why are we really expecting him to look like Shane McClanahan right now? Well, I think that's that's part of it. Is we've gotten. Rays fans, everybody has gotten spoiled by the talent level of the arms that the Rays have had, like Shane McClanahan, Tyler Glass now, when healthy, and some others. And Taj Bradley has the status of being the number one prospect in the Rays organization, and they expect him to come in right away and be like Shane Boz, for example. I mean, what Shane? Right. I mean, if, if we're comparing, you know, Shane Boz to Taj Bradley, I think stuff-wise and development and refinement, I think Taj or Shane Boz is way ahead of the curve or was ahead of the curve yes. at the time of his debut compared to Taj Bradley. Agreed. I still don't think Taj Bradley is a finished product. Not saying any pitcher is a finished product by any means outside of, you know, maybe Shane McClanahan. But um, when Shane Boz made his debut, I was blown away. I was wowed. Taj Bradley makes his debut. I wasn't like overtly impressed. It was like, yeah, he's good. He's solid. Got to work on his secondaries. Let's see if he can keep it going deep into games and let's see if he can keep it up for an entire year. So I don't know. I I just, um, I, I want to see more. I, I, I'm just not like blown away by Taj Bradley. And maybe part of it is because there was so much hype surrounding Luis Patino he gets up, he struggles, he wasn't, he didn't have the secondary stuff to complement his fastball, and you see where he's at right now. And I you hate to see that happen to Taj Bradley, where he struggles early on, doesn't have time to work on the curveball, whatever it may be, and um, he just never really finds his place or his footing. Not saying that's going to happen, but um, I... I I'm not expecting him to be the savior of this rotation going forward this year. And I think some race fans do think that he's going to be the savior, which is just completely wrong. I mean, he's going to be development wise. He kind of fits in between Luis Patino and Shane boss when they made their debuts. Like 
he's not as seasoned as Shane Boss. He's not as complete as Shane Boss, but he's also not as you know raw as Luis Patino was when he made his debut with the San Diego Padres. Uh, so yeah. uh, he's right in the middle. I I feel like yeah, he's he he has the stuff to be just a number one starter uh, for any team, Tash Bradley. But I feel like the expectations for him from the fan base needs to be, hey, can you give us a solid number four? Can you be yeah. a solid number four? And I, I, I feel like I would be happy if he puts up number four starter numbers. I feel like yeah. 90% of the Rays fandom would throw rocks at me after or at their screen right now uh, yeah. when, I, when they hear me say that. They're like, how dare you? Tosh probably should be, th- be throwing like an ace. Like, he's literally 22 years old. Um, a year ago, he couldn't legally drink. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sorry. I think we we need to taper down our expectations. Yeah, and also kind of tying in with that, um, Ray's number one prospects historically, like Wander Franco. Like, how do you the the you know greatest prospect of our generation, basically? And now, who's the next number one? And I think there's kind of a pedestal or an expectations that's been set that the next raise number one prospect is going to come right out the gate as an all-star and and a great player. And it's just, that's just not the case. Can I, can I tell you something real quick before we get out of here? Absolutely. Uh, Jason Adam opens the eighth and serves up a solo home run to uh, Mr. BGO. So it's now five to two in the eighth. So the bullpen again, gives up another run. Does it matter? Let's hope not. We don't know. You guys know already when you're watching this, you know what happened. So hopefully nothing happens. Well, you can't say that the Rays aren't on brand. They're they're keeping with the uh, theme of blow pin, uh, bullpen blowups. Yeah. So there it is. All right. Uh, hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. And we will talk to you tomorrow.